Hey there and welcome to the Building a Better Body podcast. I'm not going to mention the episode number again because I'm kind of getting bored of the same old intro but I've done a few by now and I just hope you're still with me and coming along for the ride. (laughs) Just to mention this is the 7th of December and it's going to be my last show for the year. I'm going to take a bit of a hiatus but I will be back in January. I'm probably going to do a little bit of research here and there and hopefully build up interviews and a bit of a a body of work before I come back in the new year but I think now is as good a time as any to stop uh, reflect and see what I've done and see where I'm going to go next perhaps you guys are going to be doing that too as you normally do at the end of a year today on the show I have another interview lined up for you so you can hear that very shortly but until next time and until 2018 have an awesome Christmas And let's make 2018 the best year ever. Thank you. Bye, guys. On the show, I have another great guest lined up. Today, I am talking to Kyle Golley. Kyle is a user interface designer, founder of the company Get Invited. And he is also an author and world traveler. And I stole that right off of his LinkedIn profile. (laughs) So I'm sure Kyle will expand in a minute. Um, Today, I really want to focus on the travel side of Kyle's life. Uh, I know uh, from some of my own research, people are extremely interested in the importance of travel. You know, why why do lots of us want to do it? Is it because we're trying to escape our current reality? Um, Or is it simply just to get a a rich life-changing experience? And just recently, I saw that Kyle was doing a talk, quite local to me, uh, about being a digital nomad. And I I was super interested to go along and hear what he had to say. And Kyle came across very relaxed and I definitely left with a sense of, yeah, I really want to shake things up a bit and and I want to learn more about this. So the very next day I decided I want to contact Kyle and see if I can get him on the show. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Kyle. How are you today, Kyle? Hey, Karen. I'm really good, thanks. How are you? Cool. Yes, fabulous. Ready to rock, as always. Awesome. (laughs) Did I leave anything out there or did I get anything wrong? No, no, that was a pretty good intro. Yeah, isn't that what your LinkedIn says? I've been stalking you, obviously. I think so. Yeah, I only updated. I only updated the other day too. So. Yeah, you go through. Well, I do anyway. Phases of really kind of getting detailed detailed with your LinkedIn, and then you forget all about it being there. It's kind of. Yeah, I think I like. I think I updated it before I went, and then I just left it. Mm-hmm. And then I came. I came back to it the other day because it was like some of this stuff doesn't even apply. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Okay, well, let's launch into some questioning because I don't want to keep you all night. <laughs> um, I'm sure people can sort of guess, but how would you describe a digital nomad? What, what does that mean to you? Um, in my definition is it's someone who travels the world, often long term, um, lives in various locations and makes their living online. They don't always earn money online. Some people will travel to a place and work locally, but... I think the majority of nomads will have some kind of online business. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That sums it up nicely. Have you have you heard of Nomadic Matt? I'm sure you have. Nomadic Matt? I've heard. I think he is a nomad blog. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I've just been following him for a long time and he just seems to know absolutely everything about travel, written books and, and does all this kind of uh, collecting airmails to just 
get first class everywhere he goes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some nomads that are like are like really hardcore in it and have a lot of travel hacks and knowledge about um, how to do things. I think there's there's definitely people who take it way more seriously than, than I do. Yeah, and I think he st- he started a long time ago, so he's kind of got in there at the right time and and built his huge base of fans, so it kind of works for him. Yeah, it's been it's been going for it's a lifestyle that's been on for I don't know maybe some people have been doing it for. 10 years or so um yeah. like the very the very first ones but it seems to be getting like much more popular in yeah. recent times why do you think that is are people stressed out more <laughs> um i think it's just because people are becoming more aware of it and the people that were doing it maybe 10 years ago when the internet wasn't as widespread and you would never have heard about these kind of things but i think more people are like are hearing are hearing these stories and um, seeing things on YouTube and then thinking, oh, maybe that, maybe I could have a pop at that. Yeah, I think the whole work in the same job for 50 years, get your gold watch at the end, doesn't really suit anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think like, especially most of my generation, and like I think like a lot of people just that, like it's about the portfolio career now, and you know, hopping from job to job every every few years. Mm-hmm. And that used to be frowned upon, like why are you switching about so much, but now it's kind of you're building such experience mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, cool. you know, you're, you're learning a lot more than you would just in, in one job. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then, so moving on, can you, can you remember when you first sort of got excited about travel? Is there like a story from when you were super young and you thought this was <coughs> so exciting, I need to do more of this? I, I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed going on holidays. And then when I started my business a few years ago, I started going on more business trips. So I'll be away to the States quite often and... I liked being away and I, I liked working um, while I was away. Mm-hmm. And then last year I went to Thailand for a month on a bit of a whim. And I just, I really, I really loved it. And that, 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 I just loved it so much. That's why I decided that I was going to go back and do the whole long-term uh, digital nomad thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why Thailand? What was that draw? Uh I, I, a lot of people seem to be talking about it at the time, so I knew a few people had been on holiday, and it kept coming up in conversations. Mm-hmm. And then I did a bit of research into it, and I was like, I learned that like Thailand was like a really big um, digital nomad hotspot, mm-hmm. and there was lots of resources there. There was like a really good community there, so I thought that would have been a a good place. And also, it was probably the most exotic place. Um, that I'd, I'd ever been to. Like I used to go to like Scotland or holiday when I was a kid and then I, used to, I started going to America. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to go somewhere that was going to be like, a, you know, a mad uh, culture shock. Yeah, yeah. And just like, just put me like completely out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's, I've been there, I've been to Bangkok only for three days on a, a stop off to Australia, as you do. Um, all I remember is the Thai curry <laughs> being roasting and drinking a beer and it didn't work. <laughs> I Bangkok is it's extremely hot and yeah. humid and then you've all the smog and like the only way I can describe it is it's like a, a full-on assault on your senses yes. like, and you're walking down the street like the smells and like the sounds and the sights like it's just it's, it's just mental yeah it's yeah. I, I don't I think I, I if I went back I would love to do more of the islands just to chill out a bit more uh, Bangkok City didn't I can't it's I've forgotten it already you know I can't remember uh, you know, thinking, oh, that's amazing, or this is—it's gone out of my head. So I think the islands might be a bit more exciting for the next trip. Yeah, the, the islands are beautiful, but also northern Thailand, like 
Thailand's kind of famous for its like beautiful islands, but mm-hmm. like up north in Chiang Mai or way up north, there's a wee town called Pai, yes. and it's tiny, like it's smaller than like your average town <laughs> in Northern Ireland, but like it's it's just this wee cool hippie town, yes. and it's like really beautiful and fun, and like it's the kind of place you go for like three or four day weekend every so often, and it's really cool, but. Like the drive up the Pai through the jungle and the mountains is incredible, and they have like hot springs up there where you can just like lie in this big spring all day, and it's just like sitting in this really warm bath, and like mm-hmm. the, the scenery is amazing. I think it's kind of like it's not what Thailand's known for, but it, it's definitely worth yeah um, ma- making the trip up. I know that when you were talking the other night, you, you mentioned uh, Chiang Mai, and I, I went straight home and just started googling images of it. <laughs> Just to see what it was like, uh, but yeah, it it does look like it's worth the trip for sure. Yeah. It's it's a small city, so it's it's not as crazy as Bangkok, mm-hmm. um, but there's there's still loads to do there. Like the food's amazing. There's good bars and like there's just loads of stuff. And then if you just go outside the city, like the scenery and the mountains and all is uh yeah is pretty incredible. And everything's really convenient. Yeah, I, I was going to say, what is the food like, or what did you, how did you find the food? Was it easy to stay healthy when you were away? Yeah, um, I, like I find every the only place whenever I was traveling that was difficult to eat healthy was um, Tokyo. So mm. when I went to Thailand first, um, like eating in Thailand is really easy and cheap because like, you can afford to eat out every yeah. meal every day. Actually, it works out cheaper mm-hmm. to eat out every meal. So I think if you're eating street food, mm. you can get a meal for about one pound. Well, um, what does what does breakfast look like in Thailand? <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends. They they do a lot of uh, like Aikai smoothie bowls, so you can get a bowl of like blended dragon fruit with like coconut granola um, fruit in it, or mm. you can get like cooked breakfast um, mm. off the off the streets. But the best food I had was in Bali. It was a bit more expensive, but like the food was just like so clean, mm. um, really creative, and just like healthy. It wasn't the food wasn't fried, and it was like it's just. It was really easy to eat super clean and healthy there. Yeah. If you if you look back at photographs of yourself, can you see the weather and food just making a change in what you look like? Yeah, like I, I and just the way you feel as well. Like it's, I felt a lot better in Bali because of the food. Like in Thailand, I was eating um, pretty healthy. I think like I was I was eating like twice a day. I was going to like pretty clean, like organic vegan restaurants. I'd have the odd stir fry or something that was fried. When I went to Bali. Mm-hmm. It was all like really like super clean salads and fruit that wasn't fried. Mm-hmm. And then when I left Bali, I went to Tokyo, and the first meal I had was like this vegan macaroni cheese. It was just like pure like oh, wow. fat. And <laughs> then I had like a falafel burger and chips, mm-hmm. and it just felt awful. Like I could just feel you know that feeling when like the grease is like trying to like escape through your pores and uh... <laughs> like bloat as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it was just such a shock to my system. Yeah, haven't e- haven't eaten so clean. When you got home, did everybody think you looked a lot healthier? Um, yeah, <laughs> I actually like I, I dropped a lot of body fat mm. when I was away. Like I'd been working out every day um, as well, but like I just I think like you just your and my skin was definitely a lot better yeah. when I came back and like like I was eating pretty healthy before I went. But mm. there's just something about the food over there. Like a lot of, like the food's really fresh when you're eating. Mm. Um, like when you're walking down the street in some places in Thailand, you'll see the bananas. Um, growing on the side of the street and the fruits growing in the streets and when you're eating when you're buying the fruit yeah like it's it's probably being picked off the tree when you're maybe two seconds ago yeah yeah uh-huh. and it's like it's like it's really ripe 
mm. and it's like really tasty and like a lot most of the food is like incredibly fresh mm-hmm. and it's so cheap like it's it's amazing like the quality of food that you can eat out every day and pay like like even in the vegan restaurants that were more expensive i was maybe paying like two pound for a meal wow yeah it, it must have been hard for you to adjust and come back home <laughs> Yeah, like the, the the biggest adjustment at the minute is the food. So like I'm cooking mm. all my own meals again, which is it's hard to get used to. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't I do like cooking, um, but it was very convenient just having somebody cook for you every day in Thailand. Especially when you say it's cheaper to eat out, which is obviously the opposite here. Um, yeah, and you, and you, yeah, you're gonna get it prepared for you the way it's meant to be. They know what they're doing out there. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like I find here, like it's it's hard to eat out and it's hard to eat out healthy. Mm-hmm. Here, there isn't a big focus on like healthy, clean food the way they do in Asia, and um, there's obviously a lot of junk food. Yeah, here and the prices, like you know, if you were eating street food in Thailand, you're paying a pound a meal, you need three meals a day. That's three quid a day. Like you could easily spend a week's worth of food budget in Northern Ireland just going out and having a meal, one meal in Belfast. Would you feel guilty going out and having dinner out then, spending such a whack of money? Does it feel wrong almost? I think it, I think the thing that feels wrong about it is it's not just about the food being cheap over there, it's like the quality of the food as well and you realise like how fresh mm. and good it is, whereas when you go, I've noticed here you know, even when you buy like a bunch of bananas, you know they've been picked before they were ripe and then they've been imported and they haven't mm-hmm. been ripened while they were on the tree and you're paying more for food that's maybe not as good quality. Yeah, that's true. That's why they say you should really eat in season because you're going to get the best quality stuff. Like yeah. if, you, if you get blueberries today, it's coming from, I don't know, chili and they're, what have they done to them to keep them fresh to get here? Sprayed them in who knows what? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's like the biggest problem with eating fruits here is you're not getting them fresh and there's a huge difference like the first time i tried like i bought like a pineapple like in thailand they give you these they sell these bags of pineapple on the the street carts mm-hmm. and like the first time i tried it it was just like it just like melted in your mouth it was like so juicy and soft and like really sweet yeah it was like the, the pineapple at home i always remember being like hard and like, yes. slightly slightly bitter <laughs> oh this is a pineapple okay yeah <laughs> Very cool. Um, so moving on a wee bit then, do you, what? why do you think it's important to travel? Or is that a kind of a obvious question? <laughs> um, I think it gives you a really good perspective, um, especially like living in Northern Ireland. I think you, it's, it's easy to get sucked into this little bubble and the way life is in Northern Ireland. You're not really exposed to other cultures and, and how like drastically different mm. they are. Um, like the, one of the was really bizarre about going to Asia was like there's no health and safety there's no political correctness um like yeah. everybody's just kind of like you'll see people driving along on a motorbike like a family of five on the bike and like the mum on the back holding a baby in her arm and you're just like this is mental yeah yeah but they <laughs> can do it they don't fall off <laughs> yeah and there's the complete lack of um health and safety mm-hmm. um there doesn't there doesn't seem to be any accidents I've seen like one accident on the road it's like it's yeah i think just experiencing those different cultures and like the way people treat each other um you can learn a lot and i think it it builds confidence as well so when you're going to like one of the big challenges for me was going to vietnam and driving a bike because if you've ever seen vietnam traffic um like it's (laughs) or even like seen the videos of it on youtube like it's just 
mental. Yeah. Like yeah. they don't like to stop. They drive through red lights, and um, you know sometimes you're actually safer driving on the wrong side of the road. And yeah. going yeah. through those experiences every day, like you build this huge amount of confidence. Mm. And I know that right, I can go to any of these countries, and I can I can drive a bike in Vietnam. I can do this and do that, and you can't really get that experience and you know at home. Yeah, and you went out on your own, didn't you? Yeah, so I yeah. went out on my own, and then I met my girlfriend like five weeks into it. Mm, and then I met I made a few other friends, and uh, I think that helped me a lot. Yes, because I didn't get the, and the first week I got quite lonely and isolated. Mm-hmm. But I think like having her and having a couple of friends that seemed to tra- have a similar travel pattern meant that for the rest of the trip it was never really on my own. Yeah, I think if you were doing it alone, it, it could get like incredibly isolating and, and very lonely. I think if you do go on your own, it does force you to go and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Though you, you know, you don't have if you're with somebody, you're in a bubble and you don't maybe break out more than you could yeah because at the start I was going out and like I was making an effort to like meet new people and then then I kind of had my wee click of of people mm-hmm. and then I was I was less interested in going out and meeting new people because I was just hanging out with them yeah. all the time yeah it happens I get it <laughs> <laughs> um do you ever see yourself settling in one place now that you're cause I meant to ask you that last week but I didn't you know is this is this going to be your lifestyle or are you going to come back for good <laughs> I don't. I'm not actually. It's a good question. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure what the answer is. Like I think it's. I think for the next couple of years, I definitely want to have the lifestyle of traveling for most of the year. Mm-hmm. I think I. You do need to come back um, once a year and grind yourself. Or what I'm trying to do at the minute is set up a base in in Thailand because when you're just constantly moving around. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like it gets a. It, it's quite annoying. Like when you have to deal with the inconvenience and. Uh, just not having like somewhere you can just go and chill out and you're comfortable and familiar with. Yes, so I think yes. having a base, maybe I have a few different bases. Um, it's interesting that you say your base would be Thailand and not here in Northern Ireland because <laughs> you would think you would have this just in case back here, you know. Well, I think, I think I'll probably use this as a base to come back. I can always see myself coming back here at Christmas yes. um, to see friends and family, but you know, having a base in Chiang Mai or it's sunny and convenient and like, like. Thailand's actually quite a good place to access other places. Yes. Um, so you can get to a lot, of, you get to India, Japan, Australia, all those places quite easily uh-huh. from Thailand. Whereas Northern Ireland's not really a good strategic location to access anywhere apart from maybe Europe. Good point, yeah, that's very true. Um, and you've recently written a book, How to Build a Successful Internet Business Startup While Living the Dream Lifestyle. Uh, I actually bought it and I've had a wee read through it. Awesome. Um, it obviously isn't specifically for me because it's like, you know, creating a business, like an online business maybe that I wouldn't be able to do myself, but I still find it really interesting. Um, and it was very easy to read. Uh, I haven't finished it yet, but it's it flows very nicely, so well done. Thank you. <laughs> um, do you want to tell us a bit more about it in your own words? or? Yeah, I mean, like I started off my journey um, building a tech business and like trying to build the next Facebook and become this like, entrepreneur building this crazy big company and then I had a bit of a health scare okay. um, almost two years ago when I ended up in hospital and I was questioning my life choices and like you know I was very stressed out at the time and I realized that maybe I wasn't building the type of business that I wanted mm-hmm. to be building so rather than trying to build this big like crazy tech business where I was working like 16 17 hours a day what I wanted to do was build a business that allowed me to 
go and travel and do all these things that I want to do now mm -hmm. rather than wait, waiting 10 or 15 years to do it. And I, I thought that would have been an interesting story. It was kind of like, okay, this is different to right, go and raise a load of money, build a big company, sell mm -hmm. it, and then become the next Facebook. It was like, here's another way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And nobody had really written about it. So I just wanted to like try and teach designers and developers or people that were interested in building tech businesses yep. how to create a business that would let them have that nice lifestyle and travel the world or do whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's interesting that you say that you had a big health scare and that kind of jolted you into this direction. So would you look at it as like a, would you, for want of a better word, a blessing in disguise that something did happen to you? Because you maybe wouldn't have been dramatic in the next line of where you were going. Yeah, I think if, if I hadn't, like I was, my health was getting pretty bad on a daily basis. I was being sick every day. Wow. Uh, my, my diet was atrocious. So I was in like a lot of pain and I was just, I was just keep, I just kept going through it. And then landing in hospital was kind of my wake up call of, right, you need to, you need to reconsider a couple of different things here. You need to look at your diet, you need to look at your lifestyle, mm -hmm. um, you need to look at the stress that you're putting your, your body under and then that's I actually spent a lot of time trying to figure that out and then that's why I went to Thailand for the month before just as like to just kind of relax a bit and figure out you know what does my life look like for the next 10 years because what I'm doing right now is obviously not working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So did so the, the trip to Thailand for a month was just a, a reset a relax and then you kind of went oh my word I love it here <laughs> is that how it worked out? <laughs> yeah, I went out and I was, I was kind of half working while I was out there. So I was running my business out there. I started a few new projects. And then I went into this co-working space in Chiang Mai. And mm -hmm. I sat down and then this guy came in and sits down beside me. And he looked Thai. I thought he was a local. And he was like, um, what's the crack, mate? And I was like, <laughs> all right. And he's like, where are you from? And I was like, uh, Belfast. He's like, oh, I'm from Ballyclare. And then... It turned out he went to my high school, but he started the year I left. Wow, small world. And I was like, you know, what's 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 the story? And he was like, um, I was working for a startup in Belfast, quit my job, just moved to Chiang Mai, and now I'm going to start an online business, and I'm just going to become a digital nomad and travel around the world. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's that's kind of cool. And then heard about the nomad thing before, but having talked to him and heard about his plans, that's when I got excited about it and was like, yeah. ooh, maybe I, could, maybe I could do this too. What age was he? Do you know? He is he's a couple of years younger than me. So he's going to be mid-20s. Uh-huh. mid twenty. Oh, you're very you're quite young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was my way of asking you what age you were in there. Well, I'm 31. 31, <laughs> 31. So maybe, maybe, maybe more 31. than a few years younger. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. Did he think that, did he think that you looked like you're from Northern Ireland or something? <laughs> Why did he say that? Think he, I think he was just being polite. Because then when we, yeah. we, he was just trying to meet people. Because then when we got chatting... We were both saying, like, he had been there for a week. I'd been in Chiang Mai for about a week. And we were, like, we were both sort of saying, like, I haven't really spoken to anyone in the last week. You're the first person I've had, like, a proper yeah. conversation with. And we were both kind of glad. And then uh, we went out for pints and stuff mm -hmm. after that. Love it. Love stories like that. They're brilliant. <laughs> it's so, so, so bizarre. Um, and do you keep, still keep in contact with him? Yeah, he uh, he moved on. Well, I went back. I came back to Northern Ireland for, like, six months. He stayed out there. By the time I got back out, he was living in Vietnam, but then he came back um, back in September there, was it? Or no, it might, no, it might have been back in June. He came back yeah. just before I was leaving. So I met up with him then, but he's also back in Northern Ireland for Christmas, so I'm going to be meeting up with him mm -hmm. um, 
in a very different setting than Chiang yes. Mai. <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. You've made awesome connections. Um, okay, so I ask, I ask everyone this. If you could uh, tell us in one sentence, one uh, key thing you can do to build a better body, what would that be? And it absolutely doesn't have to be health and fitness related. It can be, you know, mind, body, soul, anything that you preach <laughs> yourself. Um, it would have to be learn to listen to your body and then become aware of how it responds to different inputs and then make decisions based on that, especially make decisions on that rather than stuff you've read online. So that's my sentence, and if I have exactly. to, I probably should explain that a bit better. But, <laughs> no, no, um, that makes sense. You know, there's a lot of information online about how many hours you should sleep, what you should eat, what's healthy, what isn't, and, you know, I kind of learned the hard way that, um, you know, I should have listened to my body long before I ended up in hospital like it was all the signs were there I was being sick every day but mm-hmm. I just just didn't listen to it and now I'm like much more in tune and you know if I don't feel right I'll like I'm more aware of why is it because I'm stressed is it because I'm eating like bad food and yeah um I just I think that's like super important yeah no it makes perfect sense I think a lot of us worry too much about the scales and kind of what we actually look like but at the end of the day if you get up and feel like a like amazing then you're probably doing something right and then if you don't feel great need to look at certain things but as you say there's all sorts of stuff you can read online and what suits one person may not suit the next and you just have to listen to your body and figure out what works for you exactly awesome well Kyle thank you very much I don't want to take up too much more of your time um but if anybody wants to connect with you on the web where's the best place to find you you're all over the place uh, <laughs> I blog I blog on my own website which is com. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter, so I'll tweet on Twitter or I post like travel pictures on Instagram. My Twitter and Instagram are at Kyle Golly, so it's Kyle G A W L E Y. Mm-hmm. And then, or I'm on Facebook. Perfect. I'll put all those links in my show notes anyway, so that is awesome. Well, thank be you very warned, much. I, What's I that, sorry? Po- I've said, like, be one. I post pictures that will probably annoy most people and make them feel jealous. <laughs> no, she just inspire them. It's all good. <laughs> it's like, right, worth a plane ticket right now. <laughs> cool so I hope you enjoyed that show it was just really inspiring to talk to somebody who made something happen you know you you very much myself included can be all talk and excited about travel but when you actually see something come to fruition it's it's super exciting and I hope that it makes you want to travel a little bit more so much can be done online and why not make it happen when you're abroad checking out different cultures meeting new people flipping getting some sun while you're at it wow I crave that I don't know about you guys okay so if you have any questions you can send them on to me at info at and all my links to social are in the show notes anyway so bye bye for now guys <laughs>